Welcome to Faith Westwood's online service. I am Holly Timberlake, the Director of Adult and Family Discipleship. We are so glad that you are here with us. If you happen to be viewing on Facebook, we encourage you to comment and in in, in interact in the comment section. Encourage one another. Let each other know that you're here. Wherever and whenever you plan to watch this service, um, we pray that you will experience the presence of God. During this service today, we will have worship music, Miss Leah's children's time, and Pastor Steve will begin a sermon series called Hang On, God's Promises to Get You Through. If you're here for the first time, thank you for joining us. Also, Faith Westwood is a relational church. My challenge for you this week is to reach out to someone and connect with them. Let them know that you care. Take a deep breath and prepare your heart and your mind and your soul for worship. Come with expectations We come with 
Good morning, boys and girls. Miss Leah here. Today we're starting a six-week series on looking for God's promises in the Bible, in the book of Romans chapter 8. And we're going to make our own binoculars to help us on this adventure too. What do you use binoculars for? Well, if we go on a hike or a walk and we want to see things up close, we can use binoculars, right? To see them? Or Pastor Steve has said that he started watching birds during this quarantine time. I bet binoculars would be really helpful for looking at those birds up close too, wouldn't they? First, I'm gonna show you how we're gonna make our binoculars. You'll need two toilet paper tube rolls and some tape. It can be duct tape or clear tape. And don't worry if you don't have all of these things handy right now. You'll have plenty of time after children's time to make your binoculars. So you're gonna take the two toilet paper tube rolls, put them together like this, and you're going to wrap the tape around them so it looks like this. And you can even add some yarn to it too if you want. So you can put them around your neck. So let's get going on our adventures in Romans chapter 8. When we use our binoculars on a hike or looking for birds, where should we focus our binoculars? Should we focus them down at our feet? If I focus on my feet, I'm not going to get very far, am I? Eventually, I'm going to trip or crash or run into something. It's not a very good use of my binoculars. Instead of looking at my feet, I need to look up, out in front of me. Our faith journey is a lot like that, too. When we just look down, we are concentrating on ourselves and being selfish and our mistakes that we've made and we beat ourselves up for those and we can't look ahead and eventually we crash. God wants us to look up. He sent Jesus to earth to die on a cross for us so we could all be saved. So we can be free from focusing on all those mistakes because we are forgiven. God promises that he forgives us when we are focusing on those wrong and selfish things because of Jesus. So look up and look for all the great ways that God shows you how much he loves and forgives you. So remember to look up and this week make some binoculars if you haven't had a chance to yet and hang on to them because we're gonna use them over the next six weeks. There's also an activity page in Friday's email or on Facebook that your parents can print off and you can write on over the next six weeks. I'm really looking forward to next week's adventure in Romans 8 and looking for the promises of God. So remember, look up. And until then, may the Lord bless you and always smile upon you. And all God's kids said, amen. I love you and I miss you all.
Today's scripture is from Romans, the 8th chapter, beginning with the first verse. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own Son the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirements of the law might be fully met in us, who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. Hey, good morning, Faith family. Today we start a new series called Hang On, God's Promises to Get You Through. And each Sunday uh, we're going to take hold of a promise from the 8th chapter of uh, the Apostle Paul's letter to the believers in Rome. And, and, at, and during these six weeks, I want to challenge you to read the 8th chapter of Romans every week. Um, for example, you could read it on Sunday, or whatever day you pick. But you might want to do something like set your Bible out on your bed, or set a reminder on your phone so you won't forget. And uh, as usual, today uh, we were reading, and our scripture reader read from the New International Version, um, but I would encourage you, when you're doing your reading of Romans 8, to, to pick a few different translations, because each one will assist you in your understanding. I especially like the New Living Translation for reading Romans. It does a great job of making the whole uh, thing easier to follow. Uh, the Contemporary English Bible is also good, and uh, also I like N.T. Wright's translation called The New Testament for Everyone. And you can get all these translations and a whole lot more free on many Bible websites and apps. Uh, one I particularly like is called Bible Gateway. Uh, it has both a website and an app. Now, before we get into today's, today's promise, I want to tell you a story. An ocean-faring vessel with many sails set out seeking faraway treasure. On the way, the crew gets suspicious of the captain and decides he cannot be trusted. They fear he's going to keep all the treasure for himself, so they, they beat him severely, and at the point of a sword, make him walk the plank. And they see the captain drop into the deep. What they do not see is, that the, is the captain rescued by a dolphin and carried to a port city on an island. Over the next few weeks, at his own expense, he gathers food and supplies. Helped by another boat and crew, he sets out to find the ship that is rightly his. On the morning of the third day, the captain spots his ship. The sailors, weak from hunger, put up no resistance. The captain announces that all who wish to stay aboard are welcome to do so, and that there will be no punishment as long as they pledge loyalty to him. Together, they will resume their quest for faraway treasure. But those who refuse will be taken back to the mainland where they will be dropped off and face life as fugitives. They can expect to be hunted and apprehended, tried and convicted for their crimes. It's a very generous offer from the captain, but still many are suspicious and they resist. They'd rather take their chances on, on their own rather than sail with a captain in charge. But some of the crew accept the captain's offer and are pardoned for their crimes 
Together they resumed their exploration for faraway treasure. You know, the Bible says that our human story is a bit like that. We've mutinied against God, thrown Him overboard. But the mutiny didn't go as planned. With God out of the picture, we, we started fighting with each other over who's in charge. And then we think we're free. But what do we do? We enslave ourselves. We end up as condemned sailors with no port to call home. Then, to our surprise, the captain returns. He offers us pardon, a second chance. And those who choose to belong to the captain's crew need fear no condemnation. Now, I want you to let that be the backdrop for today's picture from Romans 8, verse 1. And whenever you see it on the screen, feel free to just say it out loud with me, okay? Here it is. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. One of my goals today is that by the end of the message, you'll have this mostly memorized. You know, it's one of those verses I think you're going to want to have memorized. You're going to, you're going to want to remind it of yourself over and over. Uh, let's say uh, one day you're just feeling rotten, you know, terrible about life and yourself and everything that's happening, and, and you doubt that God even wants anything to do with you. And then... You remember the promise. Let's say it again. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Now, let's walk through this first, shall we? And uh, one of the first rules of Bible study is when you see the word therefore, you find out what it's there for. What is it connecting? Now, the chapter before talks how we have this inside each of us humans. We have this inclination to rebel against God. Paul calls it the flesh. Now, sometimes he uses the word flesh. He, he literally means our physical bodies. But, but usually with Paul, when he's talking about the flesh, he means our inclination to sin, our inclination to rebel against God. Uh, some uh, versions uh, translate flesh here as selfishness or sinful nature. Uh, and if, you know, if that's what we have in us, and if we're already inclined to rebel against God, what happens when God then hands us rules, uh, commandments, like here's how I need you to live and here's what's best for you? We say, no way. I don't want to live by your rules. I want to be free to live my own way. Well, eventually, I realize that selfish freedom is a dead end. I end up becoming a slave to my selfishness. But that changes when Jesus is my captain. I belong to him, and that means my rebelliousness, it's still in there, but it is no longer in charge. I have a new identity now. I belong to Jesus, and when you belong to Jesus, how much condemnation remains upon you? Maybe a little, some, no, no. No condemnation. God is smiling upon you. Your eternal future is not in doubt. Later in chapter 8, it says, God is for us. Isn't that a great way to also think about what no condemnation means? It means, on the positive side, God is for us. And when there is, uh, and when is there no condemnation? Now, already. Mercy, pardon, a second chance, they are yours now. Therefore, there is now no condemnation. For who? 
for those who are in Christ Jesus. Uh, I find it interesting that Paul doesn't use the word Christian. It's not even that often, in, you don't find it that often in the Bible. Um, but he does talk about believers. He talks about sisters and brothers. And, and here he uses one of his favorite phrases, those who are in Christ. In Christ. When you are in Christ, it means you belong to him. He's your captain, you're his crew. Actually, the word Christ is the Greek word for Messiah, which is a, a royal title. So Christ Jesus means he's King Jesus. And when you belong to him, you are in Christ. This becomes your primary identity. For example, I'm a U.S. citizen, but that's not my primary identity. I'm a son, a husband, a father, but those none of those things are my primary identity. I am a lifelong United Methodist, but that's not my primary identity. The thing that defines me, my identity is that I am His. I am in Christ. He is my captain, my king. I remember years ago visiting with a, a young Christian man who had gone through a divorce and he, he felt terrible. Uh, he, he had believed that if he had not been a Christian when he had divorced and then later came to believe and belong to Jesus, that God would have easily forgiven him. But since he had divorced while he was a Christian, and in his mind thinking, I should have known better. I shouldn't have done this. He figured God wasn't going to be so generous with him. Now, had he, did he commit sin that contributed to the divorce? I, I'm sure they both have. And it's not my job to sort that out. But I do know that he needed to confess his own failings and repent and let God forgive him. That's that's part of what it means to be in Christ, is to let God forgive you. In Romans chapter 5, uh, Paul talks about this new relationship with God through faith in Jesus. And it says that we have this grace in which we stand. Maybe you remember hearing me talk about that before. It's, it's just a beautiful thought to me. This grace in which we now stand. Uh, last time we were in Colorado, Trisha and I saw a couple of guys wading into Glacier Creek and doing fly fishing. And we watched them for a little bit. And, and you know, they were swinging their, their, their uh, pole, their fishing rods around and, and laying the line on the water. And, and the water was continually flowing past them. And can you picture that with me? Because I think this image helps us visualize this grace in which we stand. It's a never-ending, cleansing stream. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Doesn't that sound good? When? Now. What? No condemnation. For whom? Those who are in Christ Jesus. I don't know about you, but I just... You know, when I really get to know that, to hear that, and let it register in my, my mind, I, I want to rejoice. I want to say, thank you, Jesus, that I stand in grace, I belong to you, and God is for me, not against me, and I am under no condemnation. Hallelujah. A few days ago, Trish and I were recipients of a witness for Jesus from a stranger. Uh, one evening, we went to an ice cream shop for a dip of the really good stuff, 
and we were sitting outside enjoying our treat when a lady walked out of the shop with three dips of different colors stacked in a waffle cone. Now, I'm guessing she was older than us, um, a small black lady. I can't remember if she spoke first or if I commented on how good her ice cream looked. But she ended up telling us about her quadriplegic husband, who was in the hospital, scheduled for surgery the next day, and how after years of working at the med center, she now cared for him full-time at home. And all through her story, the name Jesus just kept coming up. Her love for Jesus came through over and over. And she talked about how she and her husband had prayed together that morning and how she trusts Jesus. And it was just a beautiful thing. And here's someone that just knew that God is for her. And she was praising Jesus. And you could tell that she's living into the promise. Therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Um, I said that by the end of the service, I hope you'll have this verse mostly memorized. Uh, maybe you already do. But nothing helps make it stick like a tune. So I, what I did is I paired this Bible verse with the tune, I Want to Walk as a Child of the Light. It's a song in our hymnal. Some of you may recognize it. But even if you don't, it's, it's pretty easy. Um, now, Obviously, if we were all gathered together in the worship center, I'd get you to sing it with me. But I know that at home, it's not very easy for most of us to sing, even when we're watching the service on video. So, sing if you want. Uh, sing along with me. And if not, just listen. Or hum. Or whatever. Uh, the words uh, from Romans 8, verse 1, are uh, repeated in the verse. And then in the chorus, I stuck in verse 2. And then ended with a few repeated words to fill it in. So, here goes. Okay, bing, suddenly I have a guitar. Here we go, let's give it a try. Therefore there is now no condemnation For those who are in Christ Jesus Therefore there is now no condemnation Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death, you have been set Give it a try with me. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life, has set you free from the law of sin and death. You have been set free, free from all condemnation. 
walk us through a time of guided prayer. Uh, I'm going to say a few short sentence prayers. And I'll pause between each one so you can make them your own as you pray. Let's, pr let's pray now. Oh God, I was like one of the sailors on that ship. I didn't trust you. I mutinied against you. But even after I threw you out, you did not give up on me. To my surprise, you came back for me. Oh Lord, I need help. I admit it. Forgive me. Change me. Lord Jesus, you are the captain of my life. By your authority, command the voices condemning me to be silent. And I hang on to the promise that because I belong to you, and because I live by the power of the Holy Spirit, I am free. Hallelujah. And all God's people said, Amen. Therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That is some good news. Please don't forget to stop by faithwestwood.com backslash service. Let us know you're here, fill out a connection card, and give us your prayer requests. You can also give to the Vision of Faith Westwood, which support the ministries of children, students, small groups, and our pastoral care ministries. So please give to that. And our mission offering this week is for COVID-19. COVID-19 has set up opportunities for us to help prevent the spread of the coronavirus. And one of those main ways is through masks. Whenever we give a mask to someone at the pantry, they feel cared for, that we took the time to give them a gift of a mask. And I personally have been just treasure the fact that I have one myself for when I go shopping and things like that. And we also gave a mask to Omaha Street School recently. So this is an important fund. Please give generously. We invite you to return next week to Faith Westwood um, as we continue on our journey of being deep, daring, and daily disciples.